Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we're back. We are back. I, I kind of missed you because we didn't, you know, I know people we hear were... this weekly, but we don't be recording every week. <laughs> no, <'cause>... no, no. <laughs> Too much. Yeah, Too we, much. We, we front load some of these so we can have some breaks. <laughs> yes, so we can breathe. But we are we're back in our studio, well, kind of studio home, home life. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got a good guest today. Oh, yes. We actually have a return guest, which is, you know, we're going to be doing more of that. And that's really ah, so wonderful to see how people are growing in the exactly. meantime. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, before, then, what, oh, go ahead. What's good, what's good about it also is when to just put that in there is that um, if, if you heard the earlier interview and you hear what people are aspiring for and building on, and then you see the manifestation of it. So it's like a, you know, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. A little, little it is thing. a beautiful thing. So, so that's what we got. That's what we got on tap. But before we always do our music tip. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Well, music <laughs> tip today is a website I found. Um, you know, I'll just be googling stuff. You just, just be googling. That's I'm gonna just start googling music. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, it's, it's actually uh, uh, related to what thing the things that I'm doing and life and everything. So. Um, I have a a great opportunity to co-write a song um, oh. with Cinda, and nice. uh, I needed to. It's it's for a film, and I needed to get a contract. <laughs> so yeah, because um, it's if it's course. got Cinda yeah. Williams, and that's Cinda Williams. Let's give her her yeah. full credit. So, so Williams, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I could just go, you know, like. My, my boy, James Walker, you know, my frat brother, he's the right. big time entertainment call. attorney. I got to I got to call him. Too, yeah, big, big time going. entertainment attorney. Um, and, you know, he, he always sets me straight, but I don't want to bother him. So <laughs> um, I just was Googling, you know, film music contract, blah, blah, blah. And bam, this thing came up. And it's actually a, an awesome site from um, this uh, music. This, oh, she's not even music business. She's just a business mm. life coach. And um, I was just really intrigued by her blog and I got a free contract and I'm like, okay, so, and I, well, I know how to tweak contracts. I've written enough of them. So um, yeah, it's great, great resource. And I'm going to point you all to it, but um, her name is pulling up right now, Perry. Uh, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. Pac Row, Pac Roo, P-A-K-R-O-O, um, author oh, and coach. Okay. And on her site, it's smart strategies for the self-employed real broad um but i she comes up with a bit she has business kits um and i found a a master use and sync license on her page so that means there is a depth of resources on her page and she has a blog as well excuse me a podcast as well with the blog she does yeah, so i'm i'm gonna go digging into some of her podcasts and seeing what she's got and yeah, might be a good person. Oh, Maybe she's bring done. Her if we could. Yeah, we she yeah we need to we need to invite her. That's yeah. such a. I mean, there's so much self employment happening right now. So yeah. I mean, which is why she probably I guess is keeping it 
broad. So awesome, awesome resource. So I, I yeah. will put, definitely put a link to it in the show notes. So you all should check it out. Yep. That was that was a good, that was a hot one. I, you know, I sometimes I'll be like, okay, yeah, I'll never probably use that. But this one, <laughs> I will. That was awesome. Thank you. Cool. So today's podcast is brought to you by Banzoogle. From garage bands to Grammy winners, Banzoogle powers the websites for thousands of musicians around the world. Their simple step-by-step system will get you online literally in minutes. You can choose from dozens of mobile-friendly templates, then customize your design and content in just a few clicks. Built for musicians by musicians, Banzoogle has all of the features you need for your website and EPK already built in. This includes tools to sell music and merch commission-free right on your website, stream your music with flexible options for music downloads, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send professional newsletters, integrations to pull in content from your online services, including YouTube, Twitter, and SoundCloud, and live support from their musician-friendly team. Not one, not two, but seven days a week. Banzoogle plans start at just $8.29 per month. Yep, that's what I said, just $8.29 per month and includes your own free custom domain name. Gotta love that. Go to banzoogle.com to try it for free for 30 days and be sure to use our promo code MAKINGMONEYPOD to get 15% off the first year of your subscription. That's again, MAKINGMONEYPOD to get 15% off the first year. Ah, so... So, so we've had this guest, we already said, we've had this guest before. Um, and I, I'm so, I'm not good with looking back at the number of the episodes. I yeah. Neil, did you find the number? Oh, no, uh, yeah, we got I, 100, I, almost 180 episodes. D- I'll find it. Okay. We're going to find <laughs> the episode in which she was on first. It was within the first hundred, I believe. She was one yeah. of our earlier, our earlier guests. And I could go on and on about her. I, you know, I always do this when we have our guests, when I introduce them, um, you know, we only really invite artists that we really feel people can learn a lot from and who, you know, have, you know, not just awesome music and artistry, but compelling stories. And so I just have followed um, her career um, for really since she kind of, I think since she kind of came out with the music and she has a new project out right now that I cannot wait for us to, we might be like um, access Hollywood tonight. Cause I, I mean, I know we're supposed to talk about business strategies. But these songs are so good. So I got all these questions musical, but I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it to the business, but I'm gonna let her, she's going to introduce herself and, you know, be able to reintroduce her for those of you who are familiar. Um, Deborah Bond. Welcome. Hey, Deborah. Hi guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you for Congratulations. being Congratulations, over a yes. hundred episodes. We're at like almost 200. We're at a hundred. I think you're making 179 or something like that. Yeah, yeah this, this yes. is, this is one, this is going to be 172. I think. Oh, 72. Okay. And, yeah, I was trying to get us. The Boar's <laughs> episode was 53. Ooh. Okay. 53. So the first one was 53. And this is All 172. Right. I'm like adding up the numbers. 178210. One. Okay. That's so no, that's, that's good. Yeah. You got a power number. 172 is one. A oh, one. Here, power here's, a, here's a numerology coming out. 
Okay, okay, okay. So Deborah is an amazing songwriter, vocalist, singer. Oh my gosh, just artist, just just I think a consummate artist and creative. Um, but if you could share with us just who you are, what you do, and oh my gosh, well, do we ask like you know what is she, what, yeah, what have you been up to since our last Ep- episode? Since episode fifty three. Fifty three. Fifty three, and was fifty three in twenty nineteen? I think it was twenty eighteen. Wow. Yeah, I think, was it? Wow. 20, I think it was like 2018. Because wow. we, yeah, okay. 2018, so, maybe 2019. But at the a beginning, a lot has happened. Well, as you have said, I am a singer songwriter, uh, music junkie, to be honest. Um, <laughs> any way I could get myself involved in the world of music, I am going to try to dip my little toe in there and see what I can get. So I do the singing, I do the, you know, the writing and the performing, but I also am a member of NARIS, uh, the Grammy world. Um, I've served on the board of governors for DC's chapter um, for many, many years. And I've just been newly elected to the board of governors just a few, awesome. two weeks ago. I saw that. So congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. congratulations. Re- returning to that world to uh, get involved and, and uh, share my knowledge and be you know, whatever servant I can be to the music community in DC and beyond. I love mentoring young people about the business, about uh, not only taking care of their creative needs, but also being mentally prepared for the music business. Um, Cause that's a <laughs> yeah. whole thing. <laughs> that's a thing. And we're going to get into that thing. Cause it's that a really a important thing. thing. Ooh, yeah. Is it a thing? Is it ever I'm also doing, you know, I've been doing some, a lot of voiceover work and jingle mm-hmm. singing for awesome. uh, WKTU in New York. Um, mm-hmm. And just enjoying doing that. Cause that's my passion in the world of radio and mm-hmm. hosting and things like that. Um, so I've just been, you know, very busy, um, even when I'm not busy, if that makes sense. I, <laughs> I keep myself in, in the, you know, in the field uh, constantly, pandemic or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, I'm going to let you go because, you know, well, I'm out to I mean, there, 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 there's so much to cover. Uh, I, I used to be on the Grammy board years ago for D.C., um, that's when uh, Chuck Brown was still around. He was on the, the board. Uh, Richard Smallwood was on the board. Oh, so wow. it, was, it was awesome going to those meetings. And um, but yeah, uh, how how is it um, now? Are you all meeting virtually? You know, how, how yeah, it's all... been virtual. It's been virtual. Okay. And this is a, I, I have a I always have had a special place for Chuck Brown in my heart. Now that you mentioned him um, being living in D.C. for over 25 years. But um, coincidentally enough, my first uh, step to the board was to replace him. Oh, um, wow. And after he passed and um, mm. he actually opened a, a seat at the at the table and I was asked to join. So, uh, you know, many wow. much love to the ancestor mm-hmm. Chuck Brown. Yeah. Uh, because even even in heaven, he's opening doors for, for the D.C. music community. There it is. Um, it's so I'm just jumping back on the board after having about a two year break. So it's interesting coming back now because I'm going to be navigating the new way of things. Right. Uh, we haven't even I haven't even had my first meeting yet, but um, yeah. uh, it's definitely virtual these days, um, which is going to be interesting because I really did enjoy to be really frank. I enjoyed the feeling of being in a boardroom. 
like yes. <laughs> pulling out my MacBook and, table, and we're all at the table, you know, and you know, knocking down the uh, uh, you right, know, everybody. Yeah, you're uh, right, right. I, I enjoyed that. So this time yeah. around, it'll be virtual for a while. Um, and there are a lot of major changes happening right now. Right. So I'm excited to just see, you know, how that's going to affect me, how that's going to affect the world of music and art. And um, it, it's just beginning for me now. It feels like a, feels like a new start. So yeah. I'm excited yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, while we're talking about Naris, I mean, I think that's probably one of, it's a very common, a, a common question I get from developing artists, independent artists is, should I join the recording mm-hmm. Academy and what am I going to get? out of it by doing mm-hmm. it so mm-hmm. i kind of have a two-part question one if you could just describe what your title being on the board like what does that mean what mm-hmm. what are your roles in that and what yes. would you say to that artist who is like so what's the benefit of me doing this yeah i've, and I've had literally had that question a lot um mm-hmm. from the from the, the skeptics <laughs> yes um, yes for, well there's so many layers to it um and this this just stepping in the door as a member of a chapter in your city is a really good look in my opinion just uh joining joining your chapter uh immediately gets you invited to all kinds of events and panel discussions and uh immediately puts tools at your feet tools to learn about the music business um, and guidance uh, in, in many different aspects of, of music from, you know, engineers hosting, women in, in engineering hosting, uh, writers, all kinds of things. So just as a member, you get in the door, you're going to, if you take advantage, you are going to have definitely a world of knowledge that is offered to you. Um, and then if you have enough credits and you qualify to be a voting member, then you, you're taking it up a notch because now you're getting a ballot in the mail during Grammy season. And you see, you begin to learn the process of how people are nominated and how people win Grammys, um, which I thought was quite fascinating because I was obsessed with the Grammys as a child. Like I wanted yeah. to be and now I'm, I'm getting a whole new, you know, discovery as to how it really works. Um, and so that's that step. And then once you move on to step into the board of, of governors, uh, it's quite um, intense and powerful to mm-hmm. be in a room with really cool tastemakers and people like uh, many different aspects. I remember one of my first years joining the board, I was on the board with Crystal Waters, you know, like wow, she I, yeah. I sing her songs in my show. <laughs> right. Like for real, I, I go into, right. you, know, you know, Gypsy Woman. I'm sitting right. here looking at her, you know, or, right. or you know, it's a lot, a lot of really cool, Chucky Thompson, who, you know, yep. worked with Mary J. Blige and, and, mm-hmm. and all of yeah. that. So you get, you get to the table and you're, you're with people who really are about their business and you begin to learn some of the really more detailed aspects to the world of Grammys, everything down to, you know, um, uh, thinking about how uh, nominees are selected, thinking about, um, I mean, there's just so many things. Um, and some of it, of course, is, is very private and, you know, right. it stays in that right. room. But even right. down to performance rights issues that artists have, you know, making sure that we're, you know, trying to figure out how we can fight for proper performance rights, royalties and things like that um, from a community level. It's, it's really 
to me is quite fascinating. And so when people say to me, like, well, what am I going to get from this? And it is really what you make it. If yeah. you if you yeah. are a go getter personality, if you want to network and meet people and if you want to learn and be not just a strong artist, because there are definitely panels and events that help you understand the creative side and the you know, the technical side. But then there's this whole business world. You know, I, yes. I, I was at the on the table with uh, someone who represents George Clinton, you know, from oh. Parliament and just understanding some of the challenges that he went through um, from contracts and things. I, I'm sitting here with this woman re- who represents him and she's just pouring out all this information about mm. how to properly handle your business. So right. to me, it's really about what you make it. If you want to learn, if you want to grow, if you want to network, it's right there for you. It's really right there for you. The going to the Grammys, which I recall hugging you on the back I know. seeing you out there. I know. You know how it is. Going there yeah. is great. It's great. It's fun. It's glamorous. It's exciting. But the real work happens in many other aspects of that organization, even down to the mental health of artists. Um, yes. Music Cares is a part of that whole world, which focuses purely on mental health and uh, physical health, your ears. You know, many singers and, and artists don't realize that they blow their ears out from all the shows. They offer ear clinics, vocal clinics. There's so right. much. Right. But it's about you. You know, it's about what you want and, and how you approach it. And to me, if you're a go-getter and you really want to learn and you want to take advantage, it's, it's for the, the little amount of dues you pay a year, it's very worth it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, I, I was on the board and we had the um, the craft committees and I was going to listen to the uh, uh, what was the producers category with the mm-hmm. process. And the meeting was at Chucky Thompson studio. So <laughs> I mean, we just went okay. over to Chucky Thompson studio, <laughs> was hanging out, listening to some stuff, you know, yeah. but I think what, what really, uh, one of, out of that one situation, I was able to to see what he valued in terms of sound uh, and production. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's a wealth of knowledge. I mean, where else yes. would you get, get that opportunity just to hear, uh, you know, top notch producer and, th- and mm-hmm. their opinions about certain right. things. So it's just, yeah, I, I, sure. I, I concur everything that you just said. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I, and I think you just probably provided the best, <laughs> yes. the best explanation for, for all. So everybody needs to replay that segment. Um, because it is a very popular question. I get a lot and I think that you broke that down really, you know, really, really well, really, really well. Well, I want to pivot a little bit. I think the last time when we were meeting, you you know, you were in, in between projects and so forth. I think you, at that time, maybe were, I don't know if you were working on what you're actually ended up fleshing out right now, but I think you were, you know, in the, in the making. So you have a new album. I'm gonna let you say what the name of it is, but I would love to hear, um, obviously it kind of what, you know, made you want to do this, but why during this time, um, are you, you know, in this, this COVID where we're just trying to figure this all out? Why did you feel this was the time, um, creatively and business-wise since Mm. we are a business podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when we, when we had our, uh, first gathering of the minds for your for your amazing podcast i um that was an important time um because i was really going through some things i was uh not performing as much 
um, in the capacity that I wanted to. I was doing a lot of, uh, you know, gigs in restaurants and brunches and uh, between maybe 2015 to 2018, so much had changed in my personal life and in my music life because my last album was released in 2011. And so Um. I was... 2018 and 2019 were really tough for me. Um, uh, exploring life in my late, early, late 30s, early 40s as a single woman, newly single woman, um, having some personnel changes to my band in light of becoming a single woman. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and having momentum start to stall, having, mm. having creative momentum between my, my team began to really just stall. And um, I, I was really troubled with figuring out my direction and how I was going to do things. And so around the end of 2019, um, I began to uh, just become a bit overwhelmed and slightly fed up with my situation. Um, you know, dealing with promoters, you know, a uh, from 2011 to 2018, so much changed musically. Yes. So much yes. things that were important when my last album was released, Madame Palindrome, might not have been happening right. by 2018. Social media ruling the world, you know, <laughs> all of this right. stuff changing. And so by 2019, I had some talks with myself and I had some, some talking to uh, by some close people in my life that were encouraging me to stop for a minute and figure out like what is your next move because singing in rooms that are not listening rooms where your name isn't on a ticket and people aren't paying to sit down and listen to your experience um that was really getting to me uh I was really trying to survive because I had quit my day job in radio uh and had such an exciting time in 2016 and 2017 doing all these tours with incognito and um, residencies in the middle east and all these things and that all just stopped the money was getting slow Mm-hmm. Life was getting real hard. And so mm-hmm. I had a, a sit down with my team. My I love them dearly. I, we call them Third Logic, the three mm-hmm. producers and bandmates that I've been with for such a long time. That had dwindled down to what I would jokingly say, Second Logic, because <laughs> one member of that group said goodbye in 2016. Yeah. And, um, you know, I told them, you know, I love you guys. And, you know, they they were also living their lives and having children and some of their children are getting ready for high school or you know, a lot of life stuff was happening. And I, I made a decision to step away from them and to just uh, do my own thing and figure it out. And I decided I wasn't going to take any more uh, of the non listening room gigs. And I was going to focus on writing music. Now that's 2019. Mm-hmm. November, December, 2019, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Fast forward like four months later and the world shuts on down. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, okay. This is not how I thought I was going to do this. But, you know, it was a really a, a gift within that curse of pandemic. <laughs> right. The gift came that I, I, the hustle mode that I had gotten used to just making money, trying to figure out how to survive it just all came to a stop and I had nothing but myself, this space mm-hmm. here, um, a lot of time and a lot of thoughts. And so around February, March, actually around like late 2019, I started reaching out to different producers. I already knew I wanted to just explore new production, new musicians. Uh, and I just started reaching out to folks and saying, Hey, I'm trying to work on something. 
Got any music for me? I will produce. <laughs> I sing and write and arrange. And you know, some people passed on me. Some people were a little too big for the britches or whatever. Yeah, you know? and, yeah. uh, then, and there were some really fresh new new producers that were like excited to do some work. And then there were some old homies, as I call them, mm-hmm. from 20 years ago when I didn't even have a band who were like, mm. I've got tracks, I've got ideas. And so it kicked things off. And having nothing but time, having a bit of pandemic money, I'm going to say that because for me, it did work in my favor having government money, stimulus money, um, mm-hmm. all this pandemic relief kind of flooded into me mm-hmm. around April. And it helped me purchase a new MacBook. It helped me get a better interface. It helped me. Gra- awesome. I just started grabbing up whatever I could get while the money. Was yeah, there. no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to create a home studio. I've already, I already had a home studio from doing jingles and things, but I had to kick it up a notch. Mm-hmm. And I just went in and I really started the process around March, April of last year. And I mean, from everything from developing the, the actual backing tracks and the music to writing and arranging all started 2020, about April, 2020. And by November, I was done. Wow. I was literally done. Start wow. to finish. I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> what, never. And what came from that is what I call Compass Volume 1. And it's really about feeling a bit lost in my life and trying to figure out the next direction, trying to figure out how to follow the music, how to follow my inner instincts, which I kind of compare to a compass, just trusting myself and trusting the new musicians and the new artists that I uh, teamed up with for the record. And everyone did their part from home. Every single person involved. I've never even met the engineer who mixed and mastered. (laughs) (laughs) I never even, you know, I musicians in Nashville, L.A., Baltimore, Mm -hmm. Richmond, D.C., in Boston, Mm -hmm. in in London. Wow. They're part from their home studios. And when I listen back to it now, I'm, I'm really tripped out. Because yeah. it feels like we were all mm-hmm. together and we weren't. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's it's a little bit of a I, I don't have any shame in saying it. This album is a is slightly like what I consider my my midlife fee. A midlife <laughs> crisis album. <laughs> well, but see, crisis be bringing good like I, we always say Mary J. Blige is like best album is the one where she said she was, you know, like, in the <laughs> right. worst right, you know, right. situation of her life. And yeah. um, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, I, that was that's can, awesome. But from a business point of view, you can you can do more than you think if you have just the right tools and you're not afraid to ask for help. I was in here calling my friends who used to be in studios, engineers. So I'm plugging this into the mix, and is this going to the right thing? I don't know, you know, and like. I just ask. Oh, I go on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. How to get your MacBook to see the new interface. <laughs> you figure it out. You know, if you're hungry, yes. there are tools out there, even in a pandemic, to to make some things happen. Yeah. So, so uh, um, just for, for folks listening, um, did you, how did you structure <laughs> this thing? Did you have a plan? Did you have a, a it, first off, I, I just want to say the album's awesome. It's dope. I checked Thanks. it out. It's dope. Um, Thanks. Your, yeah. your artwork is, is like, wow. It's dope I mean, also. It, yeah. It, like, Thank you. There's, there's more to like, that too. There's more coming yeah. with that. Yeah. You, you just, <clears throat> the, the concept I think is awesome too. Cause that's, that I, I love that, the inner compass, but um, for, for people trying to put out projects and trying to do things in this crazy time and trying to figure out how to meet up with people, 
Um, how did, did you give people timelines, deadlines? How did you stretch <laughs> that? Who met the, t- you know, how, how did you structure this thing? Is there an Excel spreadsheet for Compass that has Compass dates? Just, Compass was just the way it sounds. It was just me like. Okay. <laughs> okay, go this way. Oh, no, wrong way. Okay, go this way. It, it was that. It was, it was okay. not, um, there was no business plan. There was no structure. There was a lot of so much happening between riots in D.C., between fear for my health and fear for my family up north in Connecticut. Like there was so much happening last year that it was really kind of like every day was like a new something. So I just really I really went with the flow of things. And I knew from my past albums that I just wanted to at least start with the music, start with building this music. And everyone who presented uh, music to me had a little bit of a foundation. And then we just kept tweaking. Okay, I really think that it would be beautiful if we got a flute solo here. Who can we call? Oh, Brent Burkett. He's in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Probably nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Like the rest of us. Yeah. Organic with this one. Um, And and that's quite different from Madame Palindrome, my last album, where it was very structured. This was a lot looser and just figuring it out as I went along. I did do a little bit of budgeting, like kind of like itemizing what was most important, who I needed to spend money on there is uh, a special edition of the record getting ready to come out that had i commissioned illustrators to do all of the inside mm. so there will be songs that have a particular artistic piece that okay. goes along with it um that so that's a little uh insider thing i'm giving yeah. you guys well, I don't know that yet. <laughs> okay. yeah so you know i i really just tried to, to find my way with it i don't necessarily even know i would recommend doing it that way ever again mm-hmm. um, it was just the, t- the timing of everyone sitting still and having time helped me out because yeah. there were a few people here and there that were a part of this project that were working on their own project and so mm-hmm. Sometimes they were like, I can help you with this, but I got, I got stuff to do on my own, you know? So I, sometimes the timeline didn't work the way I want. I actually thought that this record was going to be released in like November on my birthday of right. 2020. Uh-huh. I'm actually really happy that it, it happened this year. Um, because just the timing of everything, even teaming up with Splash Blue Records, who is Bluey's from Incognito's label. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just the timing of that worked better for this year. But the, the structure was a lot more organic and fluid. Um, and I, but I knew what I wanted. I knew what I, I right. knew. I started thinking about branding and all of this record around late 2018, 2019. I, I in my spirit, I knew that it was going to probably, probably be an album that had a volume to it. Um, and also I knew that I was going to do something outside of third logic and it was going to be very personal to me. And it was going, I had to figure out ways to shift the brand. So I had started doing uh, posting things and teasing things with uh-huh. the, the fans. It probably went over their heads actually in the last <laughs> year or so. Um, even down to the way I would dress and the way I uh, presented myself in photos, all of that, I started kind of thinking through and, and really um, taking notes and studying other artists that I admire with their brands and how they do what uh, like a straight up reinvention, rebranding. I did a lot of note-taking and studying on that page, but Mm. 
Um, from uh, many ways, this thing just came together. It's uh, the universe and God. Liz, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you just kind of explained all that because I will say, I mean, you know, I think the way as musicians, as we're watching people on social media or artists, we have a different lens because we're doing those things. So we, yep. we kind of know a little, but we don't know because we're not yes. in our lives and all of that. So I yeah. definitely saw the metamorphosis. You know, I saw the the changes. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. again, I don't, you know, social media, I, I, I don't put a whole lot of stock on that because you I never you know. know. You, you never know mm-hmm. what's really yeah. kind of going on. But yeah. I think you, you know, you just gave some really good tips for people to be thinking about if they are feeling like they need to shift their brand a bit or, yes. you know, should it be more organic or should it have the Excel sheet? I yes. think that you're, you know, the beauty of you, you've had, you've had a lot of experience in this music business. Yeah. I and so, the same thing. Yeah. She's already yeah. done the album, the album before. So she knows yeah. the process. And so yeah. she can wake up and just be like, okay, I didn't complete this. Let me work on this. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's, and, and, and that, you know, for, for those of you listening and watching who have more experience in the music business, you know, it's take the risk because you actually have a lot more in you mm-hmm. than you than you probably recognize. And yes. so when things have to happen, you probably, you know, if you know, the people, the types of people that you have called on your project are not, you know, some of them, oh, there goes my alarm. Okay. Yeah. Um, some of the people are are are, you know, are in this, like they're not, yes. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but having those relationships that you can you know, you can get the contact. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so remember that. And those of you who are just starting, um, I think I love what you said, just focusing on the music. And that's the thing I'm always, yes. about, just, just focus on the music first, because yes. if your music can be really good when it's time to, to get it out and release, if, if that product is strong, then people will figure out like, okay, how do I kind of help and support this? Yes. Um, that, that was big time for me. The support I had the, in the, in the advice, everything, it all fell in line. It yeah. all fell in line. And I wanted this record to feel very raw and gritty. And I wanted it to represent what I feel is my life in this moment. I've had literally, literally sat in this seat. There's this piece <laughs> that I, right here. If I just reach over, there's a mic, there's a mix. Oh, uh, right here. Right here. You know, it's comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's you funny. You believe in it. You got to believe in it. And, right. and and I think as singers, we have to be more educated on, cre- like you were saying, you got on YouTube and, you know, just figured this out. I'm actually mm-hmm. going to be doing a clubhouse room. Probably by the time this comes out, I think it we're, we're doing the clubhouse room May 13th, I think, on mm-hmm. recording, you know, for singers, yes. how to set that studio up because mm-hmm. i know i'm i need i'm i need i'm doing i'm facilitating the clubhouse but i'm actually going to be learning i'm still I'm learning like, okay. too <laughs> i'm going <enjoying> in <laughs> because um, i we do we have the and i have so many producers like can you just set it up and i'm like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> make you lose your mind <laughs> i i commend engineers and tech people yeah especially in the world of live streams because that's probably why oh i have gosh. the biggest anxiety and the most frustration is being my own, having to be the artist and my own tech support during yeah. a performance. It's just too, that's too much. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's just too much. As yeah. far as yeah. I'm, I'm just going to be old school. That's just too much. I'm, like, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> it's really too much. I want a daggone engineer doing his jobs. Yeah. I can do my mic check and we can keep it moving. <laughs> we keep it going. You don't see an engineer getting up and then singing. No, okay, maybe, maybe my drummer kind of, he's an engineer, he'll come back and play. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, 
But, but, but. Well, I can, I can oh. get up and play saxophone while yeah, I'm doing the engineering. So that's all good. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to before, because we this is just rolling by so fast. I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, gosh, dang it. This is going by yeah. fast. Um, you talked about, because, you know, of course, Kenya is the, she comes in with the self-care and the mental health. And, um, you know, it sounds like you had some major shifting that yes. happened. And yeah. obviously art and music is therapy like but mm-hmm. how did you support your mental health through this like how did you was the music making the music was that the self-care or were there because i know right now a lot of artists there's a lot i'm seeing a lot more music cares people saying how do artists start really supporting their mental health and this yeah. is mental health awareness month May yeah. is, is mm-hmm. that is there anything that you did outside of creativity that helps keep you you know steady and motivated in all of this i tapped into what i call my little creature comforts i had Mm. a chance to enjoy even in the midst of everything shutting down for me personally i needed to stop and uh remember the things that just like make help me relax um i'm a documentary junkie I probably in the last year have watched like a hundred of them. Taking myself away from certain realities um, has its, its pros and cons. Um, <laughs> I, I, that type of person, I, I enjoy um, learning about people and hearing their stories. So I watched a lot of documentaries. Um, I'll be honest, I got into a little of my flower child side. Um, uh, I have decks and cards and books and I, you know, get inspiration every day. I sage, I I do certain rituals that kind of just help me clear my mind and my spirit. And I love to dance. And I had a, uh, if I, I wish I could show you, but like right behind me, just a big open wood, hardwood floor. And uh, I got the shout soul in the horn. Um, Nice. A really cool platform that has DJs on Zoom. And, you know, I love to dance. And even if I have to dance alone, I'll dance alone. So I jump on soul in the horn. I was jamming with DJ D nice (laughs) activity, movement, Mm -hmm. exercise, um, cooking. You know, when you're on the run and you're going, 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 and you don't have time to like prepare really yummy meals. My, my stepfather's a chef. So I grew up always being uh, a foodie. Yeah. Tapping into my creature comforts, watching great movies and saging mm-hmm. and lighting incense. I'm a, I'm a ambiance crazy. Mm-hmm. So I have, you know, amber lights and incense and mm-hmm. I, that's just how I roll. And, and yeah. that helped balance me. Um, in a time when things felt completely off balance. Um, yeah. And it really also helped inspire music, you know, watching Tina Turner's documentary. Good grief. Mm. Yeah. You don't walk away yeah. wanting to, to be, a, to be about it, you know? I don't <laughs> exactly. Know. <laughs> um, right. Right. You know, just, and, and also I'm a, I am a, I'm a, I'm a talker, as you can see here, you know, I, I call my friends, yeah. have conversations, listen a little bit hear with how they're feeling and, share some things and just talk, you know, if, even if it's been, I've been on FaceTime so much in this last year, it's nuts. <laughs> FaceTime, happy hours, Zoom, happy hour, all that. But it, yeah. it, it keeps me mentally balanced. Yeah. Creature okay. comforts. We all need to figure out what they are and, and not yep. lose sight of them as we navigate through so many other uncertainties of life. You right. know? Right. Yeah. Find your Those happy place. 
find your happy place. Yes, indeed. yeah, and and find yourself so that you can identify your happy place because a lot That's of people don't the know themselves. Step. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't know who they are, and so mm-hmm. it becomes a real struggle bus to figure out what things to do because it's yeah. like you not yeah. or or don't allow themselves to um, go in spaces that are maybe not as traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. as creatives, you know, we, this is really such a, it's, it usually is a muscle of ours, you know, mm-hmm. to, to be able to really get in those spaces. But yeah. I think everybody, you know, from, like you said, worrying of health and bills and that sometimes gets shut off, but, yeah. um, yeah. 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 This is inspiring awesome. me. I'm like, I, I'm awesome. a documentary junkie too. I love. Yeah, me too. Girl, I'm gonna yeah. send you a list of the, some good ones. Yes, <laughs> there's so yes. many. Send put me on that list too. Send yeah. it to me. I'm a doc, yeah. doc junkie. Yes, you just learn so much. It's like what? I and if know. you if if you go a little even off course, because I tend to prefer music documentaries, but like mm-hmm. I also a, a, like a criminal law. Like I at one time thought I was going to be a lawyer, so I'm really mm-hmm. into crime stories and, and mm-hmm. court situations. But then you know lately I've just been going any direction. Ralph Lauren's documentary. There's a, a documentary about Ralph Lauren that mm-hmm. blew my mind. Um, and I, uh, I, I'm into fashion, of course, but I'm not yeah. the big Ralph Lauren person. But like mm-hmm. hearing his his story was quite fascinating. You just never, yeah. know. You just, you you never, just know. never know. Never know. Yeah, no. so there's there's so many. I'll send you a list. <laughs> yes, yeah. please yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, I tell I tell my students that's actually how you you learn how people navigated their their careers. Yes. So I, one of my assignments is is to go to producers and people musicians that you like and mm-hmm. learn their go, go to their biographies and yes. learn about their life and mm-hmm. how they made those choices. And it's yeah. just like that, that, that's, that's more the education learned. that you yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, knowing the backstories of, especially of creatives, because I think the assumption is that we're just people are just stars, or people just have the thing, and yeah, there's so I mean, much fun, right? And <laughs> all the like, time. <laughs> no, I, I I'll say this, and then we'll begin to wrap up. When I was when I was young, there was a book called Too Young to Die. Mm. I know very sounds very morbid, but what it was, it took all the like popular musicians from like all the way from the twenties, all the way up through the eighties. Cause it was the eighties at the time that I, so I sat, my dad bought, cause my dad was a musician. So he sat and bought this book and I learned how Judy Garland died. Now, mind you, I'm like eight, eight, nine <laughs> years old, Judy Garland. Mm-hmm. I learned about, um, and then they had other entertainers. So like Bruce Lee was in there, Jim yes. Hendrix, James mm-hmm. Joplin, like the book, like totally outlined their story. So it wasn't mm-hmm. film, but it was in pictures and, and, you know, biography form. And I was just, and so once I, so like, here I am, like, I can tell you everything about Judy Garland. Like, I'm like, I, I can yep. like, tell you. And it's like, how do you know that about Judy Garland? How do you know that about Billie Holiday? How do you know? It's like, yeah, because when I was little, I read and I'm like, did you know Otis Redding when, he, when the plane crashed? And I'm like, oh my God. But it was so, but it helped yeah. me really appreciate art, the life of artists. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, yes. the life of artists and how tragic it can be, honestly. Yes. Um, and, and, and how, you know, those, I I could see those artists, what they needed to do, those Mm -hmm. who had more, more fulfilling lives versus those that just were on the struggle bus, um, Mm -hmm. with, with their lives. So yes, documentaries. um, And you don't feel alone. Sometimes it helps you not feel alone in your own artistic struggles because you see some of the greats have had them too. Yeah. 
So, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but spend spend some time following the lives of those who've lived long, enjoyable, and successful <laughs> not, careers. Not like people Quincy, who died in plane crashes. Like D- yeah, Dizzy no, Gillespie. <laughs> like uh, you know, other folks that really enjoyed life. So well, I I have been telling everybody, I'm like, it should be a baseline to see the Quincy Jones doc yeah, because yeah, that it. man has literally nine lives. Like, I'm like, yes. he should have been dead many, many a time. Many, many a time. And I mean, beyond and then his his craft and how his mind is mm-hmm. how he was able to, you know, weave between these various Generous, aspects of music. Uh, yeah. Genius. Genius. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just really yeah. fascinating. Well, this has been fantastic. Too fast. Awesome. Too fast. Exactly. I know. <laughs> um, as she's mentioned, the name of your album is Compass. It is so, so good. I, I mean, and I, I, it just, that's, you know, between radio and stride and burden. Those are my three, those are my three like jams. And, and radio, literally, I can't, I mean, like, it'll just sit in my head. I'm like, I'm like, it's stuck in my head. She's gonna think I'm crazy. She's gonna think I'm, I'm like, okay, this song is so good. Love it. I, I like Stride and Stride's one of my favorites. Stride, Stride. Yeah, Stride. Yeah, I like that one. coming up as a favorite right now. Stride and Burden. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 So yeah. you guys were, you know, we just naming, we're all in the end crew. We know the title. So if you don't know these songs, <laughs> go to every platform let you share all your social media and where people can find you you will be at you are already added to our we have a playlist on spotify um so i you've now been on twice so you you get two songs you know so those artists yes um because you got you got some good stuff so how can people follow you and find your music I'm on the I'm out in the social media streets. The music is on. <laughs> so I say I'm out in those social media streets. Instagram, Deborah Bomb, <sighs> Facebook, Deborah Bond Music, YouTube, Deborah Bond Music, Twitter, Deborah Bond. Uh, and then there's my website, which you can sign up if you want to do some mentoring or some vocal lessons. There's DeborahBond.com. And um, yeah, the music is on all digital platforms. And the first two records are still out there for actual physical purchase awesome. as well. So it's awesome. out there. Perfect. Awesome. Perfect. All her, I, you've never disappointed. Honestly, all Thanks. your projects have, are just incredibly strong and remin- yeah, reminiscent of just really, really good music, like just really music. So, Thank well, you. peace and blessings to you. Yep. We'll keep rooting for you. Um, I see you being active. I think you have, I think by the time this comes out, the show will may have already happened. You have a show coming up, a live something. I had a, a porch. Is it a porch? Yeah, oh, the porch okay. fest, it was going to be like tomorrow of, and <laughs> it's going to probably storm mm. in the DC area. It's my first show in front of an audience and <laughs> it's going to storm outside. So I see it. I find the blessing though, because it's going to be happening in July, July 9th. Okay. And, um, and by then there'll probably be an opportunity for more people to come out. So, yes. and a yes. little bit more room um, and yes. a bigger stage, they tell me that I'll have. So yes. I'm ready for Perfect. that. But I also <laughs> do have a live stream uh, through Blues Alley, the venue Blues oh, Alley. Nice. Mm-hmm. They're, um, they, so sad, the actual venue, the legendary venue has closed down, but they are right. now doing yeah. live streams from DC's National Press Club. So I'm oh, going 
doing a performance on May 24th. Um, and it's going to be kind of a, an ode to my love for ballads. So I'm going to do some of my ballads that I don't tend to do live and then go in some some uh, interesting renditions of some some people that inspire me. So that's May 24th. Awesome. And that's awesome. for the world. In the world, yes, we can. And I know I get Blues Alley's uh, newsletter, so I have been getting yeah. heads up on their shows. So, well, this has been awesome. It has. <laughs> yep. and, Definitely. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll be we'll be tuning in, and you know, we got you if you need anything and yeah, other support. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Thank absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, guys. Awesome right, episode. Well, yeah. Another one. Another one. We only got a couple before we do our summer hiatus. Praise yep. the Lord. Yes. <laughs> it's always nice to have a break. Rest. So. <laughs> yes. So, all right, then. All right. We will see you guys see next See you all next time. week. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Please subscribe to our podcast on your podcast player and leave us a rating and review. Also, please leave us a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com. 